0: welcome to the point after show with kyle mauer marshall heslaw and ian dewitt this is the show where the guys attempt to pick the winners of the weekly nfl games along with some healthy debate about current topics let's, let's go. go blue
1: merry christmas <laughs> yeah. and happy holiday! let's go blue merry we christmas. had uh, oh go blue You're yeah right. that's right yeah.
0: we had um father brian <sighs> over to watch the game and he's a Michigan alum, so he was very stressed. The Rose Bowl
1: last night. I didn't yeah. know he was a Michigan
0: alum. Oh yeah, I didn't and know that either. I grew oh, up watching. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I mean, I grew up watching Michigan. Yep, yep, yep. So you know, I have. Same. A, so we were obviously rooting for them, and it was a lot of fun to watch them win. Very intense.
1: Twenty-seven twenty. Very intense. Overtime. For those of you not listening or watching, Michigan Eight. beat Alabama in the semifinals of the college football yeah. This is three straight years of making it to the playoffs. First year they've advanced to the championship Correct. round. Finally and Connor Stallion was in attendance.
0: I heard. He was in the stands. Yeah. I saw <laughs> that. I saw that. Now Conspiracy?
1: Here's, I think not. Right.
0: Now, here's the funny thing. Those were two, both of those games, Texas and Washington, was also a crazy finish.
1: Uh, they almost choked it away, Washington Oh, did. yeah. They, it was awful. It was, was like, if they're going to lose this. Because ugh.
0: out of all of the four teams, I, I'll be honest, I don't know enough about the Washington quarterback.
1: Michael Penix Jr.
0: Penix? Yeah. He looked by far the best.
1: Mm. He's he, it he looked like a Pac-12 quarterback.
0: Michigan, it looks like they're gonna have their hands full, I think, with him. I think so. Injured because run injured
1: running back late in the game, injured cornerback late in the game. I think oh, that if you're picking that, a team you want to play Washington compared to Texas, they got Texas got some weapons all around. Yeah. All American defensive tackle. Edge. Ugh. I would have been worried playing think, Texas if I, I was think, a Michigan fan. Well, and I think sure.
0: generally you're happy to take Washington because the game is in Houston. No. So you don't want to play Texas in <coughs> Texas. That's fair. <laughs> all right, question of the day
1: comes from Emily Warner. What is your favorite book as a child? Favorite book. She is a preschool teacher, so it's kind of part of the gig. Mm. So I remember. We're, we're including all pre-adult age. Uh, as a child, I guess I'm picking like. Third grade, lower, and lower. Oh, God. Maybe it could be even books that were read to you. Um, like my, I'll give you my answer right off the top of my head. Uh is Green Eggs and Ham. Okay. Dr. Seuss, which is actually pronounced Dr. Soyce. Um, Dr. Seuss, Green Eggs and Ham. Uh, I had a speech impediment when I was a kid, and I could learn how to read books, but that was the first one I read, and I would always mess up, eat them, eat them, here they are, and I'd say, eat them, eat them, here they <laughs> are. Mm-hmm. So that was one of my first memories of reading a book. I just picked up one for my kids that I read aloud to them. I
2: recognized it, and somehow obtained it, and then started reading it to them and remembered enjoying it as a kid. I think it's called There's No Such Thing as a Dragon uh, or something to that effect. <laughs> and it's this cute story of a, you know, the, the mom says, there's no such thing as a dragon, and the boy sees a little one, and it just keeps growing and keeps growing bigger and bigger until it, like fills the house and runs off after a bakery. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Geez. Wow. Uh, I want to listen to this, but I didn't understand it as a kid. Like book. now I get it. it. It's actually, it actually speaks to me because the wow. little boy at the, at the end said, maybe he just wanted to be noticed. And oh, it's, wow. it, you know, it's, wow. it's just In like, feels it's, right yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this touching commentary. Like that. Now I get, now I have little kids who like have issues that get bigger and bigger. Cause at the end of the day, the kids just want some attention. Um, so it's a touching, sweet little story that uh, I loved as a child.
0: Wow. So when I first saw this question, I wasn't <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Great transition. Wow. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, well, my that's, answer. Uh, that's emotional. Uh, but I remember, so back in <laughs> when we went to, well, so I, got, I mean we. Back in my day. Back in, back in my day. When I went to, when we were going to St. Mary's in first grade, it was you were basically like the student of like the week or something like student that. Student of the month? Student of the month. Oh no! no that's oh, when no, you got no, no, the old no, no. country
1: buffet gift card.
0: Yeah, student of the month was like the a different thing. This was like first student of the week. Yep, it was like Studio Mrs. Of the Carlson. Winter. Yeah, Mrs. Carlson. You could bring in your dogs or your animals. You could, and then you got to choose the story during like one of the readings. Sure. that people got to read, and it was like uh, the story I can't of the
1: first Lions playoff win.
0: Oh God, <laughs> it would have been around that time. That's so it. So it was a book of a mouse. And it was like a general mouse or something. I can't remember the name of the book. I mm. just remember loving the book, mm. and everyone would choose this book as, like, the book. Yeah. And it was, this like, a mouse, and it was a general, and it was something about cheese. Wow.
1: I, Sounds pretty interesting. I can't hmm. remember. If you know... Let's do what you did. Wow. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, now, <laughs> just kidding. Uh oh. I will Mrs. say, isn't Carlson, there a mouse if you're book reading this? Yeah, if you're, if you're listening. If you're
0: listening to this, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this right. is Carlson.
1: Isn't there like a mouse book that's like an adult uh, story about a mouse? that's like a. Redwall? Is that what that. Is okay, that
0: what, Redwall is about a more mouse young adult. But oh, okay. That yeah. is lives in an abbey and the abbey. Yeah, comes okay. From, okay. I've okay. seen John Paul
1: read those. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's like too. a
0: whole series. That's yeah. another book, but that's like I an love older. Those. That's yeah. not like true school, first grade, third grade.
1: That's fair. Hey, Kyle, do we have a commission report? We don't have a commission
2: report, <laughs> but as we transition to the mailbag, I want to issue an apology to one of our listeners. I, last week, I committed one of the cardinal sins of any podcast show that I, if I, I would call anybody out, I should be called out for this. But I came a little bit hard on G for writing some stuff in, and I was a little bit frustrated with some things. And it wasn't about G; it was about other things. It was about me. No, it it was, was about me about, being
1: not, a, a not nice person to Kyle during the pod. Yeah, so I said some yeah. things that I
2: regretted, and I apologize. And the worst thing you could do hosting a show like this is disrespect the listener. I do not condone that. So, G, I apologize. Mea culpa. Um, continue listening to the show, please. Continue supporting us with your great
1: questions and your fun takes. And, uh, and I'm going to be a lot nicer now. Let's hear from G. G's our first uh, person that writes into the pod. He's got quite a lengthy one, so give me some time here, guys. I told him to... Really organize his thoughts instead of just saying Lamar just ain't bringing it when he's clearly, from what um, popular media is saying, is the MVP. Eric G. Nunzio writes in: Quarterbacks that have to run to be effective passers are misleading, to say the least. Allen, Hurts, Lamar are these the are these kind of players? If you watch the first quarter against San Francisco, they keep Lamar in the pocket. He's wildly, wildly inaccurate, and they cannot move the ball. The defense then puts them in great spots, and he has made unreal athletic plays. I don't dislike Lamar, but the proof is in the pudding. How can this quote-unquote great of a quarterback not even have a playoff game that he has won? Because somehow, magically, when their playoffs arrive, teams keep him contained, and he implodes. I will say that the Ravens are better than I first thought, and the defense, turns out, is at a crazy rate. I'm just saying, acting like Lamar is a top-five quarterback means that you have fallen in love with fantasy football numbers and his unquestioned athleticism. He scares zero NFL teams from the pocket. That's fact. Have you seen him throw the ball? Argument is silly. He throws bombs. He just flicks it. Doesn't even make him good. And you claim, I don't know ball. It's laughable seeing as it's the position I've played and coached my whole life. Vic and Jamarcus Russell could throw it a mile. Let's have someone say, did you see him fit that in a tight window? Or throw that on time? And I'll begin to think of him more as a quarterback. We uh if you would, Marshall, I think we have at least one other
2: question that is about Lamar. So yeah, you know, you yeah, Ryan like, Gates let's wrote just hit in that at the same time. Ryan
1: Gates wrote in that uh Jordan Love, your own Packer quarterback, should be MVP.
0: Taking him to the playoffs right now, by the way.
1: I'm gonna compare Jordan Love to Lamar Jackson, thirty eight hundred yards passing to thirty six hundred yards passing. Thirty touchdowns and eleven interceptions to twenty-four touchdowns and seven interceptions and four rushing touchdowns to five r- rushing touchdowns for Lamar.
0: Very comparable numbers. Things that people often over for forget about is that Jordan Love's numbers this year are very similar to Aaron Rodgers' first year. Mm.
1: I will say a lot of Aaron Rodgers' numbers are or um, sorry, Jordan Love's numbers are inflated due to him being down in every third quarter he was in in the first seven games of the year. Well,
2: yes, to to your point, related to that point, strength of schedule for these two players is no comparison. No comparison. This season... I think the
0: Ravens have played multiple and blown out multiple high playoff
2: teams. Right, Right. yeah, I have it right here. This season, the Ravens have played exactly two teams who currently have a losing record. Two on their whole schedule. That wow. means they've played 14 teams who are 500 or better, including uh, most of the, the better teams in the league, mm-hmm. and have definitively trounced they've most them. of them. Oh, they've Conversely, the, of them. the Packers have had an extremely yeah. soft schedule. They have had eight games against teams currently with losing records, and eight games against teams with 500 or better. Really, the only two teams that they played that were better than 500 are the Chiefs and the Lions. They haven't played any other, like, good, strong teams. That's the Packers. Super soft schedule. Conversely, the Ravens. Basically only playing good teams all season. That's something to make note of when you're yeah. looking at the stats. It's not really all about the stats. you got to look at the strength of schedule. And I think it's they, more than the counting
1: stats. Like They
0: Snot out of them too. I mean, they beat the crap out of the Lions. They beat the crap out of the Niners. They beat the crap. Like, they just beat the shit out of people.
2: These are teams with, like, great defenses. The first times they played the Browns, one of the better defenses in the league, they trounced them. You know, they destroyed the Seahawks,
1: they destroyed the Lions. Dude, he had 321 yards and five touchdowns. He had a perfect passer rating. Actually, they're yeah. the first team. Three incompletions in the whole game. Perfect passer rating. They're the first saying? team in NFL history to have two quarterbacks throw for a perfect passer rating because Tyler Huntley went in and went one for one oh. for 19 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. They're the only uh, team ever. That's There funny. was something that that's I was
0: funny. reading that talked about because, like, the, the passer rating of, like, what what is it, like 180, like 158.3? Uh, yep, 158.3 is, like perfect, three is perfect. It's like the cap that you can like be at. Uh They said there's only one other quarterback that like that's past game that if you like remove the cap, they would have been above it. Uh They said the only other time that's happened was Lamar Jackson. He did it twice.
2: Remarkable. Remarkable. Interesting timing. It's almost like he listens to
1: the pod. But I think that, I think (laughs) that Ryan and Ryan and G are talking about different things. Like Ryan is comparing a, a quarterback that plays in a division that has one other good team. And, his team isn't even good. They can make the playoffs and not be good, and I'll, I'll stand behind that. Uh, I don't want to disrespect Jordan Love either. I like. I'm. I'm excited. He to can see be fine, but he he's not an MVP. Like he could have those stats. He's not MVP. Like, if it
2: were all about stats, there's
1: like seven other guys yeah. in the conversation. Like Dak would be the or Dak or two or something. Do somebody you think there's something be enough, to be said MVP. for having an MVP moment? You know, like think of like a Heisman, the Heisman moment. I very hear often hear that narrative amongst. Voters, media, yeah. people that watch, like, Reggie Bush having the ball go behind his back, switching field going opposite, Heisman moment. Like, I can just think of it's off funny. the top of my head, Heisman moments for players. And I think that yeah. could, same thing could be said for the MVP. But typically for the MVP, it's the last four weeks.
0: Yeah. It's funny you say that because they were just talking about not to – obviously we're, like, talking NFL. But they, there was a whole thing talking about J.J. McCarthy finally having a moment – where he had that drive that took him yeah. all the way down mm, yeah. right. and got the touchdown. And they said that was finally his moment right. where he actually showed like he can do this. He d- and he didn't last year. He didn't, and he, he didn't, didn't this
1: year. He yeah. got they didn't throw the ball against Penn State the entire second half because <laughs> uh, they didn't they didn't need to, but also right. they didn't right. believe but it. But I think goes, you're right correct. Yeah.
0: that people are looking for in the NFL, I don't think it's a particular moment. It's a part it's like it's a game or a series of games, mm. right? The fact that Lamar has been on a team that's beaten the shit out of, like, currently just got done beating the shit out of, basically the two two, of the top five NFL teams teams and kicking the shit out of them.
2: Right. The last four were against teams with winning records, basically. And now, like, he's basically,
0: those two games alone, cemented his MVP. Because at that point, it was, well, it could be Purdy. It could be someone else. It could be... It could be Jackson. These are right. the two. Prescott's running put up
2: great numbers, career <laughs> right. numbers.
0: And and Allen was starting to make a push again for it. And still, I don't know, maybe he finds his way in the conversation again. But
1: I think what G's saying is more, you know, take away the athleticism, which is very hard for me to do. It's hard like I think that's hard for me to look at him as a quarterback and not acknowledge the elephant in the room that he's a better athlete than most of his wide receivers. Yeah. Um, right. And probably all of the players on his team. But if you How do about that look. catch by
2: Odell? Like,
1: it's great. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, but it just, you reminded me. like <laughs> Phenomenal. Ah, it was he, he has one of those, I feel like, a month. I know. Um, <laughs> but if you look at the three quarterbacks he listed, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, they are all quarterbacks with, uh, and right now it's an elevated number for Josh Allen, but 10-plus rushing touchdowns for both of them. Hmm. Obviously, Lamar's been throwing a lot more this year, but he's obviously a rushing threat at all times. Yeah. So he, I don't. He has the most rushing yards of any quarterback in the league this year. Yep. And when he's all said and done, he'll have the most of any quarterback ever. Yep. Most likely. If, if he doesn't have it already. But to say that I don't think teams are worried about him, I think credits more of the inept coaching that he had and the systems that he was in comparable to now. I think the system that he's in right now and the players around him, and the fact that he said, you need to pay me, and we need to go get an offense, and you can go draft a defense. That That's, says you a whole lot. It does. It speaks also, to the fact that it's also some to, often
2: a narrative award where I think that the voters are following the story, and when it comes to this point, we're looking at the story that led us here in the offseason. He'll be
1: the youngest player ever to win two MVPs.
2: I think it contributed to, like, the Aaron Rodgers MVPs. It was a narrative thing, like, everything that transpired in the offseason, and then he goes and balls out, like, on revenge.
0: You can't also separate the two things. You can't separate his passing ability and his athleticism and say, well, over here he's like this, but over here he's like this. They are together. And that's what makes teams have to game plan around him.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because I want to approach this peacefully. And I think that if we're really getting to the heart of the matter, that what we're getting, what we're saying the same stuff. I'm reading into the uh, description from the listener. and, And I think the most charitable way that I can. And sincerely, I believe that what we think of as like the, ideal for a quarterback it might be different. I think there's daylight between my conception of what a uh, fantastic, optimal, uh, quintessential performing quarterback in this year and age uh, is between what our listener G has. You're describing um, a quarterback that you don't see playing for the Ravens. Um, So... I think I'm when I think of like the ultimate quarterback, like the most dangerous weapon, like the best quarterback you could want, captaining your team. I actually do think about uh, a quarterback with uh, varied skill sets and uh, multiple dimensions to their game. Do you think that the
1: like type of quarterback is changing? Hundred defini-
2: That's a, that's
1: indisputable. Now, do you think that that's different. sustainable though? Because you just named three quarterbacks of Hertz, Allen and Lamar Jackson, that there has been issues of uh, injuries and not being able to, you know, stay healthy the entire season. Lamar's proof of that last year. You know, he sat out when he was hurt. Um, do you think that that's something that the NFL, that the just the life expectancy of a quarterback is going to become smaller and smaller? I, I was just talking Maybe. to someone
0: about how – like Penix on Washington is a great example of a guy that I see teams like excited about in the NFL. Yeah. Because he has got the ability to throw. I mean, oh my God, he was making some crazy throws that were like really good. He launched them. And then he was like also. He also had
1: the time to do it. Right. Like a lot of these rookie, had, cor- rookie quarterbacks don't have the time yeah. to do it. But he was yeah. capable
0: of running the ball. And I'm like, that is the exact type of quarterback that teams are looking for now. You're right. not generally looking for a lot of pocket passers. They need the ability to maneuver when a play breaks down right most of the time because it affords them to maybe go a little cheaper on their offensive line.
2: yeah it's yes, you're right. like there are other dimensions to their game, and so when when our listener our dear beloved listener g all do all respect to you, all respect and love. Um, watches his, uh, a player like Lamar perform and has these critiques. They're fair criticisms, looking through the the perspective and lens that this listener brings. When I watch Lamar, I have a different perspective, a different lens that I'm viewing him through. And I watch him stand up there against a formidable pass rush, like what the Niners bring, and look genuinely like unfazed, like no other quarterback that has faced this team that we have watched many times because they get all the primetime games. No other, <laughs> I've seen no other quarterback like looks so unfazed by uh, this pass rush because they get close and he just can gracefully move out of the way, gracefully shift, it was it so much more time than any other quarterback that I'm aware, uh, watching on TV this season.
0: One thing I will say to like those old school pocket passers, it, Tom Brady was probably, he was a wizard in the pocket though. The way he knew how to maneuver around with like such little movement mm-hmm. His lack of move, like his – because you never were afraid if he was going to run, but, man, if you watch him maneuver through a pocket. He, I mean, he could just dodge. It's a game
2: of milliseconds and just be yeah. able to buy he a He has great pro- t- pocket
1: presence, but we can't avoid the fact that they made rules to protect guys like him. Right. I mean, he was injured. They changed an entire rule for it. So uh, let's move on. Thanks, G. Uh, our next question comes from Justin Manson. We're going to have a couple holiday questions here coming up. We need a New Year's resolution for the top two contenders of each conferences. Up here I have Miami, Baltimore, San Fran, and Dallas. I want each of us to pick one and say, what do you think is a New Year's resolution, something that they need to do in this playoffs, and if they can do this, they'll be successful. In this playoff. Mm. Pick it. Mm. You take one. Because i got one that's already doing it. Miami's already doing it. Their quarterback's healthy. We haven't had that. Right, uh, they are completing their last year's New Year's resolution, and they have the biggest game in their history, probably since Dan Marino coming up. That wasn't a Super Bowl right. uh, game up against the Bills this upcoming week, where Buffalo travels to <laughs> Miami. Buffalo could win the division, or if they lose and a couple things go the wrong way, they could be out of the playoffs. It's crazy how different. It-
2: that yeah. season, three out of these fourteen, all four of these teams were in the playoffs. Three out of these four teams were playing second or third
1: string quarterback in the playoffs. Miami was a ninety three percent four. four weeks ago to win the division.
0: It's crazy that it's coming down to one game. <laughs> and here we are, Sunday Night
1: football, football next week. It's going to be a lot different. So
0: I'll say Dallas. Sure. New Year's resolution: They need to run the ball more. Oh, they need to. Correction: They need to be better about running the ball. Okay,
1: that's what I like because. To hear. Tell me the difference between running the ball and being better at running it. Well, because you
0: can run the ball, and you could gain like a yard or two, right? And you can run it like 50 times, but they have to be effective use of it because CeeDee Lamb, clearly you can beat a team by just huffing it to your best player. There's Statistically, the more yards that you just opt to try to get Lamb, if they just throw it to him, they're going to win because he's going to be able to get points for you. Their problem is is they don't have a good way and they're going to run into this in the playoffs is that the way you beat good teams is by you you get up you on own the points, clock and then you own the clock and you do that through your For running sure. game. Pollard is not their their answer that they think He was they a great suck.
1: number 2, has he not was. been a great number 1 this year.
0: And they have no running game to back it up. So they yep. I think against better teams have been suffering as a result cuz their defense will get them wins, mm. okay. but they need to be able to back it that, up.
1: That's with, fair for a New Year's a resolution. I like that. Well, Kyle, between Fran like and Baltimore. I would love
2: to hear Dak's critique. I mean, uh, G's critique of Dak, because to me, he is the modern, quintessential pocket passer, brilliant processor. Next and week, like, G, we like want to hear about general, Dak. Like I like he's that. the Peyton Manning out there these days. You would pick Dak
0: as your modern? I'd actually...
2: Dak is a genius at assessing and cutting up defenses and standing there in the pocket and icing
1: opponents. A lot of their falls in the playoffs have not been a lot of him
2: true he he is like he's had a
1: lot of tipped interceptions at the wrong time after he throws it right on the money
2: last season he led the league in like bad luck interceptions Mm -hmm. some some interceptable
1: passes would you put
0: just like throwing the name out there because his name has gotten lost because they started the season off so rough matt stafford though has been doing exactly that very very well i think kyle
1: might be saying also that because he's kind of the more mobile quarterback that has di- a different facet to his game. He's bringing that the new quarterback image that we just were talking about is comparable to Stafford, who is a uh, stand in the pocket, step through yeah. a pass that you're going to get hit by a lineman, I don't care, I'm going to throw it 40 yep. yards downfield.
2: I think of that more like Dak. Dak, to me, seems like the quarterback of old. Oh, okay. Shining I am, I, Maybe I was misunderstanding. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and Stafford, to an extent, like, I think of Stafford as, like, I don't know. Like he's a gunslinger. Gun, he's a gun, I was gonna he, say gunslinger. He's Brett Favre. He, he, defi- he is down very down. Favre-like. Yeah, like he throws a, a lot uh, of. He
0: has been brilliant, compared to Favre almost his entire career because of So that. best comparison I can think of.
1: Yeah, Kyle, who would you pick, San Fran or Baltimore? Who has a New Year's resolution you want? You know, uh, I'll take the last I'm, one. Whoever I'm, you want. I'm
2: trying pick. to. I'm trying to distill this down into a specific resolution, but I've seen uh, You know, a, a take that I was hearing s- about.
0: You should take San Fran.
2: I was gonna say Miami. I already uh, gave Miami. What did you say about Miami? You need a quarterback who's healthy. Oh, okay. Then forget. <laughs> forget what I was going to say. Give me Sam
1: Fran. Sam Fran. Um, let's see. What would the commission be proud of you saying? Like, yeah, hey, you know what? My team doesn't need to do this to win. Uh, don't forget about
2: George Kittle. Yes. Oh, I like <laughs> 100%. that. 100%. kitty cat.
1: <laughs>
0: I love that. Okay. Yeah. And that. And
1: for uh, Baltimore?
0: Baltimore, it feels, finish it. You just got to finish it. Because so far, the whole narrative, G basically just put it in there halfway right, through, right. you haven't finished it. You haven't won <laughs> in the playoffs. You get exposed It's in the a small sample size. It, true. But, like, my point is, mm. if Lamar wants and the Ravens, as a collective, want to just nix that shit in the bud, finish it.
1: Yeah. Okay, let's move on to our next question. We got a couple from Jamie Heslaw. What's your guys' favorite thing that you look forward to post-holidays? You know, everybody loves the holidays, and I love the holidays as much as anybody, but I also, since living on my own, I've kind of liked just having the house to myself. <sighs> you guys can't relate to that. I know. <laughs> I was going to like, say, going back so eight to work, people so I in your, can your house. In your-
0: <laughs> I will say, because what? as a teacher, I get the two weeks off. Mm. So this isn't always true, but this year, like some years, you end up with like the first is on like a Sunday or a Saturday. Totally. And then you're back. Kyle, you have two weeks off, week. right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: <laughs> but then this year, I mean, Christmas was early in the break, and so we have a full week after the New Did
1: Year's. that suck for you as a parent, by the way?
0: Does it suck? I actually am kind of enjoying it oh, because okay. it gives us – like, because the first week we were doing a lot of like Christmas stuff. There was sure, sure, a lot of sure. shopping that we had to do still. There was a whole bunch of family things going on. And then this week it's just like, oh, well, we're done and now we can just, like, be Coast. at home and, like, relax. And the girls will be going back to daycare for Thursday, Friday, so we'll have the house to ourselves. Kyle, do you got anything you'd add to that? Is uh, it really- I do look forward to uh, –
2: January is never, like, our favorite month. We usually get a little bit of cabin fever. Uh, but I do look forward to the time after the holidays because the holidays are just, like, so intense. And the holiday break is so intense. And Go, go, go. I mean, I'm – my situation is such that being at home is not restful. I, I, when I go back to work, I will get some rest. Uh, but uh, it's, not, it's not just about that. In January, we always take out some house projects, and sometimes that's fun. Uh, my wife is painting our bedroom right now, uh,
1: and we'll get some good work done this month. I'll, I'll look forward to that. I like, uh, I like the end just simply for, uh, I don't like the resolution stuff. Like, I'm not a big resolution guy. But I do like to review a year. Like this is a good time of year to look back on what this last 12 months were, what what I could work on and, and not make it a formal resolution, but just, yeah. And there's usually a snow day in January. Am I right There's
0: generally a few that currently that doesn't look like well, Let's go. Day, <laughs> yeah. really All hoping. right.
1: Our next question from Jamie Heslaw comes in and says, if you are the Bears, okay, so close your eyes. Imagine you're Matt Eberflus potentially keeping your job. You've been a part of a shitty organization for the last 20 years that hasn't drafted a quarterback well. Okay, Do you keep Justin Fields and continue to build your roster in the draft? Marvin Harrison could help the offense, plus the, uh, the sweat extension helps keep their defense anchored for a while. Or do you trade Fields, draft Caleb Williams, draft someone else at number eight or nine wherever they land, <laughs> Right And call it a day. So Tim Duet asked the same question, yeah, he did. by the way.
0: One of the things was, is do the Bears take a QB with number one pick? Um, I would say, obviously, you're going to have to answer the question of, do you think Fields is better than any of the rookies that are going to be available to you? Long term. Long term, right. Like, do you think the field you have currently is going to be the field you're stuck with? If they think yes, then I would say you draft someone else.
2: And what would you move. do? I want to know what what we should give what credit Ian would for want. the month of December. Fields has really performed Fields pretty well. The getting, Bears.
0: Fields is getting more credit though than he deserves because the biggest Ooh. the biggest turnaround for the Bears right now their defense is their defense. I True. think it's something about their past since they got sweat the past like six or seven weeks. I think they've been ranked number one.
1: Holy moly! I think so. I'll roll it back six games. You ready? 17 points, this is what they've allowed. 17, 16, 20, 20, uh, 13, 10, 31 to the Lions. 13, 17, and 13. It's pretty That's, good defenses right there, to be honest. That defense
0: is showing up. And that allows, then, Fields to be able to kind of have some more mistakes and be able to kind of mask some of his problems. So I, I would say their biggest thing has been their defense – so I, but Marvin Harrison Jr. is so good. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know how you don't want to take that. Yeah.
1: Arizona's got to be chomping at the bit. They must, their GM on the sideline after they beat Philadelphia the other day was like dying because his entire dream of getting Marvin Harrison on the Cardinals was gone. Yeah.
0: So I would say. That's what you
1: would do. What would you do, Kyle?
2: I mean, Bears are similar to the Packers that in that they've had a very soft schedule. Really, they're the only good team they've played is the Lions, Uh, like really good team. You know, they played the Browns, they played the Chiefs. Um, uh, I think that what I expect them to do is um, make a trade. I expect generally, I think that most teams stick with the guy, err on the side of like let's try and make it work with our guy. Yeah, most of the time that's what's happening, especially in football. Um, and so I expect them to say, we can make this work. We've seen enough positive signs to to keep going with fields, I think. Um, but you don't think they will? No, I do think that that's what they will do. Uh, I think that they will try and trade the number one pick two years in a row, <laughs> which is nuts. Um very interesting, but I think that there sure are. What if they few did it a
1: third time <laughs> next year?
2: <laughs> they had such an atrocious start if they're to picking the season. Number
0: one next year, they clearly made. Some I, they thought they were the, I thought they were going to have. I thought they were going to have the top two. Uh, yeah, they almost they for a while they for a couple weeks so they did. Bad. I mean,
1: the last two. Uh, let's look at the last five weeks of Fields: two seventeen, no touchdowns, no picks; two twenty three, one touchdown, no picks; one sixty six, one touchdown, two picks; 170, one touchdown and a pick. 268 one touchdown and no picks so their average quarterback to be to be fair and his rushing was nothing I mean it was pretty standard for him 59 58 30 97 45 yeah okay. standard for a rushing quarterback that all right. all right not a crazy passing uh completion percentage I, I think he's now in his third season correct yeah, I think they need to get rid of him so the, only because and not because I don't think he's good get rid of him because this is the this is the highest he'll be for you because like, they're going to go draft another quarterback, whether they yeah. keep him or not. They're going to go get somebody, cool. and you can't have him and another quarterback waiting when he's only been in here. This will be his fourth season. So they I think they'll sell while he's in, high. They could
2: cash in on that draft pick, though. For that number one, it's
1: going to be. And they're gonna... Caleb, I mean, Washington wants to spend more than anybody ever has. I mean, they have the money they want to, a new owner. They're going to have a new coach, <clears throat> excuse me, and a new GM. Right. They're going to start completely over. Like they are salivating their, at the chance. They're already, chance? They're in top five right now. Okay, but they are their owner. They have expressed big interest in wanting to trade up to try to get the number they're one about overall to, pick. That
0: is a franchise about to hit the reset button. What if you trade it and still end up
1: with Again. Marvin
2: Harrison because you just trade down a few spots? <laughs> like <laughs> it could happen.
1: I'd like it. I think yeah. it'd be funny. If
0: they yeah.
1: Uh, Next question. We're going to have a couple that kind of blend in. I'll let you tell your uh, question from Addison after I tell you this one from Jamie. Also, I would like to hear Ian break down how he feels about the Lions' play calling. Ben Johnson, the so-called guru, often tries to get too cute. Dan Campbell is too aggressive, and it could backfire. Even though I like how aggressive they truly are. Mm -hmm. And Addison writes in. So
0: Addison, (laughs) fuck Brad Allen. (laughs) That's the ref, the head ref for the Cowboys game. Lions are 0-6 when he is their head ref. <laughs> this is this is the crazy part. The 0-6 is bad enough. 435 penalty yards against the Lions uh, in that time frame. And only? And only 287 to their opponents. Oh. So it's pretty lopsided. Yeah. There. Very well. Um, obviously, everyone knows about that call. Um we could talk about. Um, we don't really need to.
1: talk We don't about need to go about that. Well, uh, before but, we get to the call, can you a- answer the question about Ben? A- yeah, uh, about Ben I Johnson? Have actually, the last couple
0: weeks have been complaining about Ben Johnson's play calling because I don't think it's been the greatest. Um, there are sometimes run designs and run play. Like Dallas was supposed to be really weak against the run. We were supposed to shred the shit out of them on mm-hmm. the run game, and we did not do that at all. They were having a really hard time move the ball. And a lot of people talk about how the Lions are so good at scoring and all these things. I've watched every single Lions game from beginning to end and I can tell you there's a lot of third and longs there that is a problem and that they're often having to make these like big plays to kind of to move the ball which they have the
1: do you think his play calling is because by the of talent. his Do you think because of his play calling that's why they've had to go be aggressive? Because they're constantly put in fourth and two situations where they're getting three yards on a fourth and five? They
0: are the or number one. Or third and one. five, I'm sorry. So the Lions are the number one team in going for it on fourth down and converting it on fourth That's
1: down. That's not what I'm saying. I'm more I saying. Know, but right, right,
0: I'm, right. I'm, like, I'm like adding to sure. your point of like, I think there is potentially something there that because they end up in these positions, they have to be more aggressive mm-hmm. to kind of make up for it. Because they, they have really good talent pool, and I think maybe – Ben Johnson's getting – his play calling is getting masked by how good St. Brown can be in the slant. JMO is starting to start to kind of come alive a little mm. bit. They're starting to utilize him more. Laporta for first-year rookie tight end. The fact that he is that good. Very impressive. Is, like, nutty. Um, and then they have the best tandem of running backs in the backfield. Not the best running back, obviously, but they have the, the best tandem the best yeah. duo I was
1: there. expecting a little bit more of Laporta I know he had a good game last week against you know uh Dallas Dallas but 84 yards okay but they 18 don't, before that
0: but they're not throwing it to him at all. that's anymore.
1: my point I mean he's been he was targeted seven uh 12 times last week and they was targeted three six six and six yeah so they're like it's an inconsistent it that's, you know,
0: and that's like something that I find frustrating I was like Laporta should be your third down guy he should be your Jason Witten.
1: The button hook. The that guy that you about are them. just
0: like giving it to um, for your easy first down plays. So you that is a
1: frustration for you as a Lions yeah, fan, Ben so Johnson.
0: It has been because I don't feel like their play calling has been as good as it probably seems to be. I okay. think the talent on that team is making up for it offensively. And to Jared Goff's credit, he's. I think Jared Goff is doing his job and he's doing it pretty well. In a lot of ways. I think he, so too. He can yeah. throw some pretty bad ducks if you want to talk about some inaccurate yeah. passes. Yeah. He can throw some ones, but Tim I DeWitt, think that they're oh.
2: like the most fun team to watch. they pretty pretty close. They're de- so here's it's just amazing. To things, they're deep across the board. I mean things, them and the
1: Ravens, I think and like the Niners are close to those I'm just high rosters. Points for entertainment value. Yeah. You're the like Lions they're not a like Pro Bowl offense all, like the Niners. No 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 no.
0: All things considered when it comes to what happened on Saturday is what it really does is it gives them fuel for the playoffs because now everyone's like, fuck it. I want to go to Dallas again. I, I want to go to Dallas again. I want the Lions to yeah, go there, yeah, back yeah, yeah. into their house, and beat the shit out of them. And you can okay. tell just based on the Man's conversation. You can get fired up, by the way. You can mm-hmm. tell based on even Dan Campbell and pressers. The team wants that. Like they as a collective group want to go back there and be like, "Nah, we beat you. We know we beat you. I'm personally surprised
2: at the uh, not going for the extra point there. yeah and taking so, it to overtime just because you I think after you just the flag, went on this flag it's a no-brainer. When it, yeah, you just went on this drive where it was yeah. looked easy like your offense is humming. your offense has got momentum is in the groove. I mean going to overtime signals confidence in your team. A, a strong belief. Like, I mean, all, I right. think maybe they're jaded two, by, like, the Seahawks thing. Maybe, like but whatever. I
0: also think going for two in that moment also shows confidence in your team. Because you're like, no, we can win this right now. And I, that
1: Dallas kicker can hit 60-yard field goals. Like, we're not
0: talking
2: is, about that I right now. I usually interpret
0: going at, at for the, the win
2: in that moment as, like, we want this game but done the sooner. Mo- but we don't the, want it to go longer. It's sure.
0: also, from their perspective, they were getting torched by CeeDee Lamb all night. And if they lose and what you don't want, and I think this is why, even though they didn't get the two point conversion, I still agree with how aggressive they were trying to go for it multiple times mm-hmm. because you are putting the game to a chance on a flip of a coin flip, and you lose the coin flip, there is a decent chance that you could lose that game right there. Mm-hmm. You won't even get the ball Just back. Just like in your it
2: hands. did with Seattle.
0: Right. And so you don't want that to happen, and I think that's why they kept going for two. But They're like, no, we can win it right now. We can be the last team with this possession. I think
1: what you said on Sunday morning after the game is what a lot of Lions fans have said, and I feel like it shares their sentiments, so I'm going to repeat your exact words. I've digested it. Sucks. But Lions showed they can play against playoff teams and win. They give me confidence that they could beat anybody in the playoffs.
0: I still feel that way.
1: The last three weeks, uh, there hasn't been all. I mean, if I'm fast-forwarding like five, six weeks ago when they weren't playing all consistent, that wasn't the conversation you were saying. So it's good to hear you say that as a fan. But you want to
0: know what the biggest turnaround for that team, their defense is playing good. They're actually playing pretty solid right now. Yeah, They are the only team to hold Dallas like to 20 points in their own house. That's like, fair. They're and they're getting Houston back. They're going to get McNeil back. CJ is going to be coming back. Mm-hmm. Their defense is also getting healthy at the right time.
1: Can they mm-hmm. uh, like morph and join in together at this right time? Is that God, yeah, that's a I good question? So. so I hope yeah. so. Last two questions. Uh, one is from Tim Dewitt. What do the Vikings do at quarterback? Show me that they've they've showed that they struggle to win without Cousins. I think Russell Wilson's going to be a Viking, guys
0: you think they're going to go the
1: whole... I think he's going to get cut in March another, for the Broncos, and they're going to get, gonna get a new quarterback. I
2: stand by what I've said for a year. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers.
0: <laughs> that would be the greatest <laughs> fucking timeline.
1: I'm going to continue to say the same thing. Okay. There you have it, Tim. Last question comes from Claire DeWitt. What if, I, oh, I'll, I'll throw
0: this in there. I think the Vikings... Tom Brady. I think the Vikings trade up and try to draft a rookie. And maybe they sign a veteran quarterback... In the interim. But I, I, I would like not Josh Dobbs. Be,
1: yeah. <laughs> right.
0: I would not be shocked to see them draft a guy. Okay. Yeah.
1: Last question comes from Claire DeWitt. Not a question. It's more of a statement. Thank you, Claire. The only interesting thing about the Chiefs is Taylor Swift. Actually, she's kinda right.
0: She is right. <laughs> uh
1: actually there's one thing that she forgot to mention, and that's that Isaiah Pacheco runs like an a cartoon character. Every single time he has the ball, Love I don't him. know if you've watched him. Love him. It's insane. He is to him pumping his arms and head down, running faster. It's it's out of I a feel video like game. Now I have to pay attention to. He, this. I'll pull up a clip when we and when all we're All the done defenders this. are
2: bowling pins, and he's just like trying. I'm to I'm telling
1: you, you them. won't watch him the same now if I, after <laughs> I said that. Okay, so uh, listeners, we really thank you for uh, sending in questions, and we can't wait to hear from you next week, and especially as the playoffs get started and rocking and rolling. And after our questions, a couple biggest news items. We talked about the Lions, talked about the Ravens, talked about the Bills. They could win the division. It's crazy. Let's also talk about a team that's really imploding, and that would be who? Who? The Ooh, Philadelphia
0: Eagles. Philly.
2: Holy moly.
0: They, losing to the Cardinals. That's embarrassing, guys. The Cardinals were supposed to be a disaster this year, supposed to be tanking. I Can I just say one thing about that game? What was it? They they got like 37, 31 point, thirty seven, thirty one points. I think it was thirty seven points put up on them. Yep. I love that Matt Patricia is calling their defense. <laughs> I love that already. People are like, "Well, this is what you get for putting him in there." So
2: the now four and twelve. This Arizona is the first Cardinals time come from behind to upset the eleven and five Eagles. Thirty five, thirty one. Incredible. The you know this? The
1: Cardinals did not punt in that game. Whoa. I did not know that. Zero punts. That's wow. an, that's actually impressive. This, uh, do you think that they're playing well because Kyler didn't have to play the first eight games? Like know. he's only usually good the first eight.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> They've had some bad games, though.
1: There is a report out right now from the Philadelphia Inquirer that's talking about how the Eagles right now, their locker room is quote-unquote fractured. And star wide receiver A.J. Brown is at the center. His frustration is quote-unquote tearing the team apart, according to this report. Ooh. Anytime you have body language from a leader like that, other guys see it, and it's not good, a veteran player told the NFL trench battle.
0: Well, if you're listening to this podcast, there might be another podcast you might want to listen to, New Heights. Maybe Jason Kelsey can uh, maybe initiate that. Is they're it commenting? Gen- well, they're generally pretty vague when they come to stuff like that. Yeah. They're pretty good about managing those things. They don't want to give too many sound bites to people. He's a savvy guy. And a veteran, he's
1: the guy that you know. needs the sound bites now. Yeah, so I, I love it. I love it. I love that we, like this throughout the course of the season, we've had,
2: what, five, 16. I think that the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Niners, the Ravens, at least all of those have had a moment, whether it's a week or a span of three weeks where they were the best team in the league. They were the team to beat. And the Eagles were for a while. They were 10 and one. It was nuts. The they looked people, dominant. The,
0: the fact that people are calling for Sirianni to get fired already. I'm like, your Oof. team went to the Super Bowl last year. He actually hasn't even I think that's just any. Philadelphia, though. It's oh, like that's Philadelphia. Just Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That's just, <laughs> I
1: can't really say anything more than that sentence. The so. joke I was hearing
2: this morning was like, if you would have suited up. I mean, the, the city of Philadelphia saw a more defensive effort from James Harden when he was on the Sixers than anyone on the Eagles did. So cue up your. Yeah, but, um, you know.
1: Okay, let's move on to our next segment, our weekly segments. I'm going to be quick with mine, guys. I am giving away an award this week. There's been a new award every single week, and this week I'm giving it to one of my favorite, favorite probably one of Ian's favorite people, <laughs> being a science teacher and all. Oh, I mean, 100%. it's the Bill Nye the Science Guy Award. Bill, 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 Bill. Science rules. Bill, Bill, Bill. Spoiler alert, people. He's not an actual scientist. I didn't know that. That's why the award's going to Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. This is not COVID related. Instead, it's more your Achilles that you said that you would break every record every doctor ever had. I haven't seen you play. You're not a doctor. Thank you. (laughs)
0: That sounds disrespectful they, to Bill Nye. He's was, actually uh, a brilliant man. I don't know. He is a nice guy. I, yeah, I don't, he
2: is actually very, very smart. I'm sure he is. Yeah. He's not a scientist. Right.
0: I don't watch a you, lot of uh, ESPN talk head shows, but there was a clip of someone basically just trashing Aaron Rodgers talking about the only thing you have done all season is invent new ways to keep yourself in the, in the conversation. <laughs> And so you knew you were never going to take another snap this year, but you wouldn't shut up about the fact that there was a possibility that you could take a snap.
1: You're right though, Kyle, that was an insult to Bill and I'm sorry, Bill, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, sometimes it. the pawns need to be slayed in order to take a, a uh, rook or two out. You know, that, it's still funny. You're Ian Kyle out. would like to go next with their weekly segment.
0: I'll go because Kyle always goes in front of me. Okay. So, I mean, oh, oh, okay. I, mean, I generally go last because it's the best. But that's not really
1: true. First <laughs> is the worst. Second is the best. That's right. Third ain't nobody ever heard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so some rankings here. I actually do have some rankings. I have, wow,
1: we're back. We're back to the we rankings.
0: Have, we have two options and ways we can do this. We can do both because I don't think these are ones that are going to be. Uh, they're going to be very long, but we are. Near the end of the regular season. And very, a lot of things could happen before the next podcast. I don't oh. think we've actually wrapped our head around the fact that next Monday is Black Monday.
1: Wow. One of my favorite days of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Teams are going to start letting go coaches. Uh, Let me get the
1: list of teams. I I
0: hear where you're going with
2: this.
1: So, let's figure out. I'm smiling, by the way, listeners.
2: Uh, Teams are waiting this year. We've had two already in mid-season go. Several. And I tried
0: (laughs) to pick teams that some of them maybe, some of them maybe not. Some of them, I think, are a little bit more obvious. Mm -hmm. Tell me
1: about what you say, like, most likely to fire their coach. So, these are... What, what are we ranking?
0: So we're going to rank number one is the coach that is the most likely to get fired. Oh, okay, the yeah. hottest seat. If the you hottest seat. Mm. And then number five would be the least hottest mm. seat. Hit oh, me okay. with it. Okay, okay. okay. give me the first one. Patriots, Bill Belichick. <laughs> he's been, it's been talked he, about. I'm, I'm he's going to get – I'm, I'm sure four.
1: all five of these are going to get fired. I'm going four. So I'm putting him at five because he's the least – he can't be on technically on a hot seat and be a Hall of Famer like he is.
0: Atlanta. Arthur Smith. I
1: I'm think going three. He's got a fireable face, so I'm putting him at four.
0: Stupid mustache. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Hit us with the next one. Okay.
0: Uh, Ron Rivera. He's, number one. Yeah, he's number one. He's number one. Number he's number one. Sure, he's yeah.
1: been he's been talked about getting fired before the season started.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Like,
1: they've been talking <laughs> about the how they're going to fire thing him.
0: Some of the ones that I would have put on here have already been fired. <laughs> so. oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh,
1: no. I love it. Keep going. Yeah.
0: Uh, Matt Eberflus, the Bears. Oh,
1: he's got to be two, but I've heard I saw.
0: Is, is I saw rumors playing,
1: that he might get
0: kept for the next year. On. I are think he will. I think, will. I I think he will. I'm putting, good him good putting him enough. at five. I'm putting I think him he's five. Saving, I don't know, Jim. He's doing it. Five. This is one that I think maybe a couple weeks ago it would have been more clear he might have gotten fired, yeah. but he's been playing himself into keeping his job. Oh, Jim. So, uh, and then the last one. This one they've technically have already said that his job is safe, but you know ah. how this shit goes. Teams often ball. say that. No, not Dayball. Robert Salah.
1: Oh, 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 I got
2: him at three. What? You got me having him. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's out, but he may be coming okay. it too. Do you have
1: another list on there, Ian? I do
0: have another one. Hey, Hit us with it. Let's, do,
1: let's go quick on that. We've actually like
0: already it. talked a little bit about this um, already. This was teams most likely to make a QB change for next year.
2: Hmm. Man, I was expecting other names on your, your list. Anyway, continue.
0: Well, I tried to pick names that maybe were a little bit more like, you know. Spicy. Spicy. Yeah. Because you could. I don't even know the Cardinals head coach to even talk about. He's, a, wow. he's a one year.
1: I don't think he's out. He's from the I don't Eagles. Think
0: he's out. Um, what about. Uh, what about Vrabel? By yeah, the he's way? gone for sure. Tennessee? I think he's staying. Because they actually wonder about, struggled
2: I wonder the last about Glenn Allen. They, uh, in who? who? Glenn Allen. It's. New Orleans. The Saints, fact that the
0: we don't mm. even know his name is yeah. We should fire him. <laughs> let's fire him. <laughs> You're fired.
1: Yeah, fired. Teams
0: most likely to make a QB change. We were we were just talking about some of this, but I tried to pick teams that maybe you know. You okay, never know. Give, uh, hit us with them. Uh, we talked about the Bears, so let's just get the Bears out. Where Bears
1: are, are easy number two. Uh, I'm putting the Bears at five. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah, you think Fields is? I think Fields is staying.
0: Okay. What about Tampa Bay?
1: Tampa's at five. They're going to stay gonna with Baker. They're going to stay with they're Baker. Not gonna, they are not going to stay he's with a I'm
0: putting
2: him at, right t- at two.
0: You think he's gone?
2: Yeah, they're not going to stay wow. with Baker.
1: Yeah, they'll make a change. I love, I Wait till he's back. in Denver. They're going to sign Kirk Cousins. Whoa.
0: Yeah. Vikings.
1: Viking, uh, Vikings are...
0: They are technically – so this is basically saying do you think Kirk they Cousins. would – would they stick with Kirk? Would they try to re-sign him extended? extend him? I'm putting him at three. I'm going to
2: just stand by what I've said and say for sure because they're signing Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins is going to the
0: Bucks. <laughs> the Saints. There's been a lot of uh, – Saints have a
1: lot of money in Derek Carr. I'm going Saints at four. Saints at four. I got one left. What do you have? Three left. I had two I three left, yeah. two
0: teams. I couldn't figure out which one. Both of them are starting <laughs> with rookies. <laughs> You're
1: really gonna pick the Carolina Panthers? No, 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 the Colts. You're thinking no. Of Colts?
0: No, because Colts Anthony Richardson.
1: Oh, you what? Back. Steelers?
0: Well, I would, They weren't on my. Give name. us just both just, of them. We'll up. pick I one. Had commanders on here.
1: Commanders will be starting a different quarterback. percent. I don't think
0: Sam Howell will stick. No. No. I had the Raiders on there, but I wasn't sure if... Uh, good
1: to see I won this one.
0: Aiden O'Connell was going to stick around or not. <laughs>
1: Kyle, do you have anything moderately interesting for us today? So I
2: made an, I spent more time in the sheets. Spreadsheets uh, or... Spreading the sheets is what I do. That's where I live. He's pretty good sheets. at spreading. Uh, so I made some more original data. Because you know what? I've been curious <laughs> about... I've been curious about uh, MVPs uh, in the of the past most valuable podcasters what we can learn by glancing at historical MVP award winners sure I was looking at a few different dimensions and now I've made an I curated painstakingly enough data here that this will also be (laughs) what I reference next week so next week I'm gonna have some time to crunch these numbers a little bit more and give you more interesting data about the specific stats that uh, are reflective of an MVP that we can that we can take away from this week, maybe maybe not quite as analytical, but still mildly interesting. I'm going to look a little bit at some of the the trends of the past. So uh, I crunched the numbers for the seeds uh, that the uh, MVP award winners uh, represented. You know this for the seeding. They took their. They won the MVP award, and their team was the X can we, whatever can I, seed. Can we guess what seeds. So is I the went. Common? What I went back. So so you understand my data in this spreadsheet. Uh, I have the the numbers for uh, everybody back to 1957, but I really only crunched the data for going back to 1992, uh, uh, when Steve Young was the MVP. Um, so that's basically 30 years. I got okay. 30 years here of uh, MVP data. That I looked at in that time frame. Uh, let's see. The first thing: uh, there was no such thing as an MVP on a team that didn't make the playoffs. That's never that doesn't didn't happen. I don't know if it's never happened, but it didn't in these thirty years. Um, that would make sense. Right, right, right. So the uh, seed. I have the numbers for that. Thus far, zero seven seeds have had an MVP on their roster. Okay. That would make sense. See you later, Jordan Love. That's not the case for the other numbers. Okay, so we're looking at a total in that time. Okay, first first trivia questions because this, this affects the data. Uh, do you guys know the occasions in which the MVP award has been shared?
0: Barry I, Sanders did it. I remember that. I don't shared know. Shared with any. who? I. I can't remember who he shared it with, but I do remember when he won it, it was shared, probably with a quarterback.
2: Barry Sanders shared it with, with? Brett Favre in '97. Wow. Oh, Brett Favre. Gunslinger. Wow. And I don't know of any. In 2003, Peyton Manning and Steve McNair shared. Wow. So RIP.
0: Steve McNair.
2: Yeah, Steve McNair. So those two, Rest those are power. the only two occasions in the history of the NFL in which the MVP award was shared. It was a 50% vote split between those two. Players, wow. coincidentally, I think it's a funny coincidence. Both of those occasions, those two players who shared the award were division rivals, hmm. farvin Barry.
1: That is,
0: yeah. and then
2: McNair and May- That's Payton. That's pretty interesting. Uh, I, I, it's mildly interesting, <laughs> moderately. <some laughs> but would it say. would have made the season very interesting to see the two best players of the season gunning it out against each other very directly. Sure. Um, uh, pretty interesting to me. Okay. Well, uh, moderately interesting to you. Continue. Uh, that means, uh, so on two occasions, the MVP award went to a sixth seed. On three occasions, it went to a five seed. On exactly zero occasions, it went to a four seed. Wow. Wow. That's interesting, Dana. Yeah. On three Moderately. occasions, it went to a three seed. On three occasions, it went to a two seed. And on 22 Wow, se- I was going to say, that's a, we're missing a lot.
1: 22, it went to the number one seed.
0: That... <clears throat> that tracks generally those are the teams you're talking about. can
1: I tell you what I'm thinking I'm I'd be interested in how, what the seed is for offensive player of the year hmm that could be
2: that could also be badly interesting moderately, moderately. So those are the that's the seed distribution overwhelmingly overwhelmingly like greater than 50 percent that's probably greater than 60 or 70 percent of the time
1: Sure.
2: the award goes to uh, the best player on the number one seed. One of them. One of the number one seeds. Uh, so if you want to place your bets or have an understanding of where this award is probably going to go, it's gonna, it's it's really going to only be a couple of guys.
0: The best player on the best team, generally. Right. It's the same. So
2: and I don't think that's the case for other season, sports, by the way. This week, the, the number one seeds are already locked up. Yeah. So we're basically looking at it's either Lamar Jackson or Christian McCaffrey or Brock, if you still want to count him. Um Unlikely
1: that it would be any. Think about
2: breaking historical precedent.
1: Think about, the, I mean, the Heisman this year, I guess, is pretty unprecedented. They had a three-loss team and a quarterback who was of a three-loss team win the Heisman. That's kind of like a six-seed winning it uh right. the MVP right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of interesting. You guys want to take
2: a
0: guess? I also have the stats
2: for AFC versus NFC.
1: Hmm.
0: I'm gonna say.
2: I'll
1: say more AFC. I'm
0: gonna say NFC because Aaron Rodgers has got four in there.
1: Hold on a
2: second. I've th- oh. got to make sure my data is correct. I'm just
0: using Crenched that. those numbers moderately. Mm. Although Tom Brady.
1: Mm. You see why Peyton I took Manning. what I took, huh? Yeah, okay, so this
0: right. Troy this stat and Barry, Troy this Shut
2: your face. goes back to 1957 because oh I included, I included, I included see, all the years. See, I was thinking years. of the 54s. Okay, so this is, is going to
0: be a Bart Starr. Right, yeah, I'm feeling pretty Can't confident with it. about NFC here. You say
2: NFC AFC. is more? i AFC has more Woo! 34 to 33. Suck it. Oh, I was wow, so that right. So Very trash. close. That's Very so close. Trash. So right. Crazy. That'd I also have more. the MVP numbers for all eight divisions. Now, this only goes back mm. to 1992. I didn't go back further because the divisions were different. Uh, but
0: Which division has the most?
1: Of the eight divisions, you want to take a guess at which one – has, I'll put
0: that phone away. No, I'm
1: looking at what the divisions are. Oh, okay, I have a heart okay. Don't be mad at me when I say it. this is. I have to really confess something to you. A few things. One, I don't know how to spell restaurant, so I always have to like <laughs> say that into my phone. And then I never knew what the order of the months were for a long time. Uh, I had to have a friend who's like a speech pathologist teach me how to do it. Like we'd be on the phone, and he'd be like, "All right, give me the eighth month." And then well, the other thing is, I don't remember who's in the AFC and NFC. <laughs> I just have a hard time with it. Well, you don't have point, to guess. You I'm trying to, guess. to think. Oh, I'm going to guess. Historically, okay. you
0: have to think like dynasties. Like, what are your best dynasties? I think I would say AFC.
1: I'm going NFC East. No, okay. No, NFC no. East.
2: Because that's that's Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, don't and make say uh,
1: Eagles. Right, I'll
0: take uh, AFC. What is it? AFC East. That's New England,
1: Buffalo, Buffalo, Miami. Because you got Jim Jets.
0: Kelly in there. You got Dan Marino. Okay,
1: hit us with it. Okay. Who is higher between the two of us?
0: Let me see here. Yeah, we're we're ma- I'm trying
2: to make sure that my data is crunched For that
0: point. data moderately. Who did you take? You, you chose the Niners division, right? No, I took the Cowboys
1: division, oh. NFC East. Ooh. I have. Okay. We both took East.
0: Which East is better? <laughs> Give me the West. I thought he was going to have this already ready to Did go. you try Wombo? I thought
2: Brady had won. Brady's won three MVP awards? Yeah. I thought he had
1: more. Nope.
2: Okay, okay. Uh, bad guesses, you guys. Thank <laughs> you. But who is was worse? Yours was worse. <laughs> the NFC East, in this time frame, has produced a single... MVP <laughs> award winner. Just one. Just one.
0: Uh, let's see. What NFC. East? It was Emmett Smith. It was okay. Emmett
2: Smith in 1993.
0: What about, the, what about mine?
2: <laughs> uh, yours has produced three, and that was Brady. Okay. That was it. Wow. Uh, three for that. Ian just sat up
1: in his chair, by the way, <laughs> the listeners that can't see him. He's like, hmm. Give us the number one. Number one,
2: our very own NFC North.
0: Wow. Wow because Aaron we've got 4 for 4
2: for Rodgers 3 for Far 1 for Barry and 1 for Adrian Peterson.
0: Oh, I forgot about AP.
2: I
1: forgot about AP. Nothing
2: from the Bears. They haven't contributed. Yeah.
1: And our next segment we're going to talk about our games. We'll talk about your guys' fantasy update next week because true teams, true fantasy leagues, they played the last week, all right? You guys are a bunch of chumps in your guys' league. The
0: double championship (laughs) one?
1: Yeah, the ones (laughs) with the week where everyone's sitting, those are the true champions. So we're not even going to acknowledge your championship week until next week. I don't even want to know who won, all right? Must watch game of the week. It's obvious. The Sunday Night Football. It got flexed. Buffalo at Miami for the division for the two-seed. Yeah. Loser potentially takes 6th, 7th, or is out. Big deal. Look out.
0: Miami's not going to be out, but Buffalo could be.
1: Could, yeah, Buffalo could be out. So we have next our predictions for this upcoming week are locks, the team that we guarantee will win. I got Dallas over Washington. They got something to play for. Not a lot of teams that have something to play for. Dallas does. Washington wants to lose and get a better draft pick. Kyle, how about you? Same exact argument. Eagles over the Giants. Eagles have...
2: That chance for the two seed. Sure. I don't want to lose it.
1: Okay.
0: And Tampa's got to wrap up their division, so I'm going to take Tampa over Carolina.
1: Upset pick of the week. I'm doing this just to piss off Ryan Gates. Shout out to Ryan Gates. I want the Packers to lose to the Bears. (laughs) I think it'd be really funny for the Packers to absolutely curb stomp the Vikings like they did last week, and the shirtless Kirk Cousins hitting the uh, drum and doing the skull chant with everybody before the game, and then they get beat by Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) MVP my ass. Ian, how about Uh, your upset? Don't get mad, just get upset.
0: Jacksonville and Tennessee always ends in a weird, in a weird way. <laughs> That's fair.
1: So You're I'm taking, taking Tennessee, Tennessee over Jack- Tennessee Jacksonville's due for an upset. Play and spoiler, Playing spoiler. Now, if they lose, the winner of Colts and Houston, Houston? Houston gets the division. Right? I think. Right. Houston, wow.
0: I think Houston deserves it more. Can you CJ. believe
1: that
2: both the Colts and
1: the Te- one of them
2: will be in? Colts They're and Texans play each other, and one of them are going to the playoffs. Neither of which we picked to make the playoffs. The Colts and the Texans, the winner of that game, will go in. but if, Does that mean Jacksonville's no, in no, no. no matter what? If Jacksonville no. loses, oh, you're saying if they, okay. the other wins the division as
1: well.
0: I think if Jacksonville loses, they might just be out.
1: I think Jacksonville is out if they lose. Wow. Win and uh, you're in. What's your yeah. upset pick, Kyle? Arizona Cardinals upsetting the Seattle Seahawks. <gasps> I think they're going to play spoiler here. Keep this the, keep you know the what this done. is, Ian, right? Kyle's gonna get mad. It's a classic Kyle Maurer pick. Let me play the beats. Let me play the hits. Right? No, he wants. He loves the Seahawks. I love the Seahawks. No, but
0: he wants Arizona to win.
1: Yeah, because he just made the pick. But this is against him because he loves Gino. And if he loses, oh Gino, he wins either way. It's the classic Kyle. I love it so much. It's Uh, one of my favorite things. And Kyle gets mad whenever I say it. So okay. Anything? Any last calls at all, guys? Nope. Only thing I got is that I'm winning the pick'em, and right now I'm up 14. Get a free steak dinner if I hold on. Congratulations!
0: I'm gonna get all. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. No congratulations until next. I'm cutting that you from the pod. It.
0: You did it. You
1: did it. Shut your face. I want to thank you for listening to the pod. You know I'm not gonna do a story this week. Instead, I'm just going to tell you that Notre Dame won 40-8 against Oregon State in their third-string quarterback. I've been ripping off gambling, and by ripping off gambling, I mean I've been on a heater, and it's been amazing. I hope the rest of your guys' day goes well. Send this to your friends. Send it to your family, your coworkers, your boss. Send it to that one person at your uh, cubicle station or school that you don't really like them, but they bug you anyways. We want them to hear the pod, most of all. Stay safe, stay happy, and don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Bye!